0: Hi, Mom. Oh, hey, Lou. Amateur Nation, it's not just a podcast. It's a movement. What have we got here? Fucking comedian. That's right, and this is episode 195. If you don't listen to this podcast, you're white-phobic. Fans first, shout out to former Ohioan Ron Jacobs of Port St. Lucie, Florida. Not sure where in Florida that is exactly, but I hope he and his family are safe and sound after they-a-cane Ian. Here's what's happening in Amateur Nation. Hit me. Topic number one. Remember when you were a little kid, like ages five to ten? Remember your childhood best friend? Remember when he or she, back then kids were he's and she's, remember when he or she say wanted something from you or wanted you to do something with them? For example, they'd say, well, let's play Monopoly. And you'd say, eh, we did that last time. Let's do something different. And then your so-called friend would drop the hammer. If you don't play Monopoly with me, I won't be your friend anymore. And you, because you were a child, would relent. Thus, saving face and the friendship. Relationship blackmail, the foundation of a good childhood friendship. Okay, now, flash forward to present day, your adulthood. Here comes the movie Bros, the first gay romantic comedy starring, famous for being gay in a loudmouth, Billy Eichner, and produced by very successful director-producer Judd Apatow, whose resume is a laundry list of successful comedies. Well, the movie, while critically acclaimed, cost $22 million to make and made just $4.8 million at the box office on the opening weekend. And guess what? It's straight America's fault. Like what Billy Eichner likes, damn it! Expand your mind, step out of your comfort zone, comply, and like a movie about something for which you may have no interest, or else he won't be your friend anymore. Okay, well, what Billy Eichner actually said was, and I quote, Everyone who isn't a homophobic weirdo go to a cinema to see bros as soon as possible. Well, you don't want to be a homophobic weirdo, do you? Bow to pressure then. Spend your hard-earned dollars seeing a movie you don't or can't relate to. And see horror movies this Halloween, even if you don't like them because they disturb you. And see sci-fi movies even if they don't interest you. You don't want to be nerdphobic, do you? Inclusivity! This article from the New York Post. Billy Eichner has complained that straight people just don't show up to his new gay romantic comedy after it bombed at the box office on opening weekend. Quick question, how does he know how many people who saw his movie are straight and how many are gay? The audience can't all be gay people, right? The article says Bros, which is produced by Judd Apatow and reportedly cost $22 million to make, garnered buzz for being the first gay romantic comedy from a major studio, but it brought in a paltry $4.8 million since its release Friday. Eichner, who is the movie's lead star and co-writer, took, a, took to Twitter to express his disappointment over the dire numbers with a controversial take that quickly garnered backlash. He said, last night I snuck in and sat in the back of a sold-out theater playing bros in L.A. The audience howled with laughter start to finish, burst into applause at the end, and some were wiping away tears as they walked out. It was truly magical. Really, I am very proud of this movie, the 44-year-old said. Okay, I get that. You created something you believe in. You're proud of it. The audience that saw it liked it. Be happy with that. Okay, look, I'm a comedian, right? I've had shows where I destroyed the room. But my first thought wasn't, everyone who was not here hates my comedy and they suck. The article says, Rolling Stone already has bros on the list of the best comedies of the 21st century. Yeah, shocker. You gotta love those kind of hyperboles. The movie's been out a week and it's already one of the best comedies of the 21st century. He said, what's also true is that at one point, a theater chain called Universal, that's the studio behind the movie, and said they were pulling the trailer because of the gay content. And Universal uh, convinced them not to. America, fuck yeah, etc., etc. Yeah, this quote from Amateur Nation, who once declared that removing Donald Trump from their platform, well, it's their right because it's a private company. Although, actually, Twitter's a publicly traded company. Well, Universal weighed the pros and the cons of showing gay content in a movie trailer on TV to try to market it, and they decided against it. Welcome to showbiz, Billy! Eichner then declared, That's just the world we live in, unfortunately. Even with glowing reviews, great Rotten Tomatoes scores, and A CinemaScore, etc., straight people, especially in certain parts of the country, just didn't show up for bros. And that's disappointing, but it is what it is. Well, I'm sorry, Billy. Us straights have a lot on our plates right now. Oh, the possibility of World War III, inflation, the holidays are coming, high gas prices, soaring food and energy bills. Seeing a movie about gay men in love, actually scratch that, seeing any movie in a theater when, give it a month, it'll be on Netflix, is not a priority. Not to mention, Pro Nation, in general, is fed up with all of the Hollywood woke propaganda machine bullshit. Now, one gay critic hit back at Billy Eichner saying, Bro's bombing at the box office is a failure of ego. Billy Eichner is a B-list star, not a leading man, and nobody is going to theaters to watch a random rom-com in 2022. For Billy to assume it would be a blockbuster just because he's gay and, quote, funny is pure Hollywood narcissism. Oh, 100%. Well said. The article says many added that other films about gay men, including The Birdcage, which was good, and and I am not a a Robin Williams fan at all, and Brokeback Mountain performed strongly at the box office and insisted that bros simply didn't look like an enjoyable movie. It's amazing how if you have an opinion about something and someone doesn't agree with you, it's it's an assault on your character, like you're a bad human being. Like, I like heavy metal, so if you don't like heavy metal, what, you're, you're bad, you're wrong? Opinion, there is no wrong in the world of art. Paintings, music, ballet, uh, dance, acting, singing, um, what am I forgetting? TV, film, uh, live theater, stand-up comedy, pick one. Art is subjective. But as always, Pro Nation ain't buying any of his crap. Here are some of the comments. This one from Shoshido. He said he or she said, I'm someone who rents lots of foreign gay romantic comedies like Touch of Pink and am a fan of Luke McFarlane from Killjoys. I do not know either of either of these movies, he said. But Billy Eichner has made a point of announcing his hatred for anyone who votes like me, as well as the one third of gay men who voted Republican in 2020, even going so as uh, so far as telling us we're not welcome at his movie. Luke McFarland also could have brought his fan base of politically moderate, centrist Christian women who've seen him in straight romantic comedies on the Hallmark Channel. But again, Eichner has made a point of insulting people of faith and telling them to buzz off. So maybe part of the blame for the poor showing was due to trying. Uh, uh, due to trying to place a made-for-cable movie in theaters. But the larger blame goes to Billy Eichner for alienating multiple sectors of Luke McFarland's fan base and the film's natural audience. This uh, comment from The Bounder. Being accepting of homosexuality is not the same as agreeing with it and certainly not the same as liking it. I mean, What have I always been saying? You could substitute the word in that guy's comment, uh, homosexuality, for just about anything. And this sentiment would apply. Uh, substitute homosexuality to the pronoun game, climate change, electric cars, socialism, communism, anyone's sexuality of any kind, religion, politics. Just because I don't celebrate and participate in your world doesn't mean I can't coexist with you. But, resort to name-calling, shaming, something I thought Amateur Nation was staunchly against, rioting, looting, etc., because now I'm down with your delusion, hate, bigotry, racism, or any other kind of maligning, and I'm out! And what's more, I like you even less, as you have lost all credibility. This comment from Knights Music. Sorry, not my cup of tea. After watching the original Night of the Living Dead at the drive-in when I was a teenager, I don't watch anything zombie either. Am I zombophobic? Maybe, but that doesn't get my money at the box office any more than this movie would. Too bad. This one from HNC1952. I saw Bros yesterday. The theater in Manhattan was packed. Everyone was laughing, myself included, sometimes to the point of tears. It it is a very New York and L.A. type of movie. So while box office in these cities will be strong, I don't see how it will fare well throughout the country. Brokeback Mountain, etc., while gay in theme, all starred straight actors. Billy and company should pride themselves on getting the movie made. It will definitely do well when streaming. People may check it out for a few dollars online, but are hesitant to shell out $15 to see it in a theater. That is a realistic comment. There's nothing in there. Look, uh, a long time ago on The Simpsons, I remember Ned Flanders, and if you know anything about that show, he is, you know, uber straight and uber Christian and uber square, right? I mean, no risk in his life whatsoever. And he mentioned something, he goes, yeah, uh, we represent that part between New York and Los Angeles called America, Just because Los Angeles sets the trends for fashion and or music and movies and New York kind of the same, add theater to that, and for L.A. also the automotive world, just because those two cities really set the standard, those are the number one and two markets in the country. Number one is New York, number two is L.A. It's simply based on population. Just because those two cities kind of uh, set the tone for those arenas doesn't mean the rest of the country goes along with it. I remember when I lived in L.A., I would buy a certain type of jeans or a shirt or some shoes, come back to Ohio to visit. I People would say, where'd you get that shirt? Where'd you get those jeans? And I said, oh, "We got. I got this in L.A. You guys will get this in about six months. That's just the way it is. But just because something works in one city doesn't mean it works somewhere else. But we all have to drop everything what we're doing and run to go see a movie, not to mention Gay or straight, a lot of people are like, who the hell is Billy Eichner? Oh, he's that loudmouth guy who screams at people on the streets. Oh, yeah. You know, while he might be entertaining in a segment on a late night TV show, I don't want to see a movie starring this guy. He's not known for his acting ability or his stand-up comedy. He's known for being a loudmouth gay man. That's it. If you're into that, you'll go see the movie. If not, you won't. My girlfriend loves uh, Harry Potter, Game of Thrones, uh, Lord of the Rings, all those things. I can appreciate, like, wow, they put a lot of work into this. I'm not big into fantasy. I'm just not. I don't, uh, you know, I I don't ruin it for her. I don't, I mean, I'm actually watching this, uh, The Dragon Show. I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. And I'm interested in it. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it more because I'm watching it with my girlfriend and she helps explain things to me, but I do have a hard time following it. I admit that. But I'm entertained, but if it wasn't for her, I probably wouldn't be watching it. The same way if it wasn't for me, she probably wouldn't be watching Drag Racing and Formula One. But again, just because I'm not a Uber fan like she is, doesn't mean I don't respect it. I don't I, I can sit there and go, yeah, there's a lot of work there. I see the acting. I see the work. I could see why this is why this is popular. But I'm not gonna go to a theater and drop 15 bucks to go see it. I just won't. I won't stand in line to see the 47th version of Star Wars. I won't. But I also won't put up with being shamed and name-called and lumped in the world of being homophobic or whatever because I won't see his crappy movie. Kiss my ass. You know, Top Gun Maverick made a bajillion dollars and will make more via streaming. Does that mean no gay Democrats saw it? Of course not. Does that mean since it made more money, that's the right movie and bros is the wrong movie? Of course not. It means... Top Gun found its audience, which is simply more of a majority. And Bros found its audience, which is fewer people. Amateurs confuse qualitative with quantitative. Here's another uh, comment by someone named Ja Wynn. Good. Blame the group that wasn't even the target audience instead of your bad content. Exactly. Currently, I'm trying to sell my non-romantic comedy. It's a full-length feature script called 30 Swipes Right. Uh, I guess I would call it like Sex and the City for men. It's a body comedy for adults, not teens. It's not formulaic like most romantic comedies. By the way, its original title was called 30 Dates on Craigslist. And you can see the four trailers for it on YouTube. Do a search. Again, go on YouTube, do a search, 30 Dates on Craigslist. It's been retitled and uh, rewritten, uh, punched up or whatever. It's called 30 Swipes Right. And uh, I, I... I think it's really funny. Will I be furious that sci-fi fans didn't go see it once it's sold? Or gay people won't see it because it's a heterosexual movie? That's ludicrous. It's called a target audience for a reason. Maybe Billy Eichner is pissed that more gay people didn't go see it. Remember President Coloring Book's comment, If you don't vote Democrat, you ain't black? Stupidity. So if you don't like this movie, you ain't gay. You're a homophobic weirdo. This is amateur nations' form of persuasion and coercion. If you don't believe in climate change, you're a racist. If you don't wear a mask, you hate humanity. If you don't get the vaccine, you're selfish. You're a horrible person. And by the way, you chotch, it's the opening weekend. Sometimes movies don't open strong, but then they build up. See My Big Fat Greek Wedding. And one last thing. If America is so homophobic, how did this movie get greenlit lit? and made to begin with. Topic number two. I've been a member of a gym since I was 13. Some of them have been chains, some of them local gyms. Now, I like to change gyms about every two to three years to keep my interest and spark my motivation to work out with a change of environment, uh, new, different equipment, and seeing new people, frankly. Recently, my girlfriend and I changed gyms for that very reason, change of pace. Now, one gym that I was considering was Planet Fitness, simply for the price, 10 bucks a month, and there are a couple locations near me. But after hearing my friends refer to it as Planet Fatness, different friends of mine saying, well, Planet Fitness is just a joke. I was hearing about Pizza Mondays and Bagel Tuesdays, and then hearing about members being kicked out for bizarre reasons. So I investigated further and definitely decided against ever joining there. I actually Googled Planet Fitness is a Joke and multiple articles popped up with various angles making fun of and or complaining about how it's less about fitness and more about inclusion and being a judgment-free zone. It's a safe space. All right, look, when I was in L.A., whether attending the local gym, world gym, gold's gym, Bally's, or L.A. fitness, you could be assured of seeing any and all of the amateurs that I mention in detail in my book in the chapter Gym Amateurs. The gym being one of the top locations to find amateurs. In L.A., oh my... People are posing and flexing and taking selfies, shooting videos of their workouts requiring a second person, a key grip, a lighting guy, etc. Then you have the women looking like they just got off the pole with the crazy horse, oily men taking their shirts off in a flexing contest, watching men shoot steroids in the locker room. One guy, no joke, wearing his old Notre Dame football pants complete with thigh pads. Women on treadmills in platform heels and full makeup, including fake eyelashes, fake ass etc. And then the altercations that came from people who just want to get to work and get out but have to wait until the future Spielbergs of tomorrow shoot their TikTok videos. But I digress. This article from the Ocala Post in Florida in February of 2021. Here's your headline. Gym goers say Planet Fitness has become intolerable gym with Nazi rules. The article says Planet Fitness dubs itself as the judgment-free zone with other signs that read, you belong, or no critics. But members say Planet Fitness seems to be the biggest critics of all. Planet Fitness has also come under criticism for removing free weight bench presses and squat racks. Additionally, members say they have left because of the ridiculous mask policy. The gym is actually a revolving door, meaning it cashes in on the fact that many members sign up and never actually step foot inside the gym. Co-founder and chief executive Chris Rondeau said that most gyms cater to roughly 15% of gym enthusiasts, a.k.a. serious weightlifters. Instead, Planet Fitness' goal is to attract a much larger percentage of people who want to be healthier, but will actually only use the gym a few times a month a typical subscription business model where the goal of a gym is to make the most profit but offer very little as far as a substance to its clients. And analysts saying removing all free weights was a sure way to ensure certain clientele will not attend the gym. The gym enforces a strict rule system. There is no grunting allowed. And for a serious weightlifter, Dennis G. O'Connell, a professor of physical therapy at Hardin-Simmons University in Abilene, Texas, said the no grunt policy is absurd. Besides the no grunt policy, there was also a policy of no bandanas, no jeans, and no banging weights. Okay, I'm. I mean, I I I don't think you should enforce no jeans. I find that odd. I've seen people work out wearing jeans. Read my book. I have, you know, uh, anecdotal, you know, stories, funny stories of when I worked out in L.A. Under the chapter "Gym Amateurs" in my book. And no banging weights. I mean, that's just common sense because you bang the weights, it gets loud. It's a distraction. Someone else could be working out and having heavy weights over their head or face. And it could scare you. You drop the weights. People get hurt. Not to mention weights get broken. But I digress. Uh, The article says, Planet Fitness believes this will make its target clientele of novice lifters feel more comfortable and have a safe space to work out. The article continues saying in 2006, bodybuilder and correctional officer Albert Arbigay was at a Planet Fitness with 500 pounds of weight on his shoulders one afternoon when the manager walked over to him and told him it was time to leave. The manager said Arbigay had violated one of the gym's most sacred and strictly enforced rules. He was grunting. I guess you could call that a dick. Arbogay told the manager that he was merely breathing heavily from lifting so much weight, to which the manager told him to walk up front because his membership would be terminated. I'm sorry, I've been saying this gentleman's name wrong. uh, Argabay, not Arbogay. Uh, Argabay continued his workout, but moments later was escorted out by police. I mean, on what charge? I hope this man sued. The article says, at that time, police stated that no one in the gym complained. They said it was just that the manager either did not like the officer or was offended by his breathing. They said they did not take pleasure in escorting the man out. The article says in Planet Fitness, if you grunt, they set off what they call the lunk alarm, which is basically an ear-piercing tornado-type siren. Oh, that's safe. I'm over there lifting weights. I'm benching. I got something over my head or chest, and you're going to set off an ear-piercing tornado-type siren? But don't don't bang the weights and don't grunt. By the way, the lunk alarm sign that they post around the gym reads as follows. Lunk, one who grunts, drops weights or judges. Ricky is slamming his weights, wearing a bodybuilding tank top and drinking out of a gallon water jug. What a lunk. Now, if that's not shaming and not a safe space and not inclusive, I don't know what is. That's straight-up bullying. Another sign posted reads, Please refrain from doing the following exercises. T-Rows, overhead presses, clean and jerks, and deadlifts, and in capital letters, no supersetting. I'm appalled by this. In 2016, the article says, In 2016, a man was bench pressing 315 pounds on a Smith machine. He was using a Smith machine because, as previously mentioned, Planet Fitness removed all free weight bench presses and squat racks. Smith machines do not allow for the use of stabilizer muscles, and the machines are deemed more dangerous for bench pressing. On his fourth set and fourth rep, He suffered a complete tear of his pectoral muscle and the tendon that attaches to the humerus had snapped away from the bone. He was unable to lock the machine to keep the weight from falling on his chest. His 15-year-old son was not able to lift the weight. When the man called out for help, a staff member set off the lunk alarm. Again, he called out for help and again the staff member set off the lunk alarm. Finally, another member helped his son lift off the weight. The man was driven to a local hospital. He underwent surgery and eventually recovered. Yeah, that's when I'd activate my lawsuit alarm. Then I saw an article that read, Planet Fitness is known for its inclusivity, simplicity, and small price tag. For just $10 per month, members can access virtually all types of cardio machines, basic weight machines, floor space. Wow, I get I get space on a floor? dumbbells, and barbells, everything you need to work up a good sweat. Okay, look, of course, any exercise is better than no exercise, but that seems like the model of Planet Fitness. It's better than nothing! Of course, we're not all trying to be Mr. Olympia. Everyone has different fitness goals, needs, and most importantly, fitness abilities and limitations. But do I really have to point out the stupidity of not including the very strong, or serious fitness-minded people that want to work out with the people who want to work out at average Joes like in the movie Dodgeball, this is amateur nation. The gifted must be dumbed down to the average or poor performers. We pros have to level down. Amateurs can't or won't level up. Now, the gyms I have attended since I've been an adult In the past, average between $30 and $47 a month. Funny how people will buy a $6 plus tip cup of communism from Starbucks daily. But I use my gym three times a week and I go. I mean, I definitely use it three or four times a week, costing me anywhere from, I don't know, two and a half to $4 a visit, thereby keeping me out of the hospital, keeping me off medications, keeping my muscles, joints, and bones strong, well into old age. You know, preventative medicine. But a Planet Fitness membership is $10 a month in their hope that you won't use it much. You get what you pay for. Now, back to what I talked about way earlier when I was talking to uh, friends and they mentioned something called Pizza Mondays and Bagel Tuesdays. I honestly did not believe them. And they kept it like, no, that's a thing. I'm like, stop it. Stop it. So I decided to go to the source, Planet Fitness's website. Sure enough, here it is. From Planet Fitness' website, the story behind Pizza Monday. Planet Fitness Pizza Monday is a tradition that has been going strong since 1999, the year a club in Concord, New Hampshire, found themselves without hot water for a few days. Despite the lack of hot showers, members continued to show up to the gym ready to sweat. As a thank you, the founders ordered a round of slices for everyone. I guess bringing in bottled water or natural fruit juice never occurred to them. It says the gesture was so well received that it soon became a regular occurrence and Pizza Monday was born. Soon, Planet Fitness locations all over North America were following suit and offering free pizza on the first Monday night of each month. Then came Bagel Tuesday. The pizza tradition became so popular that Planet Fitness then introduced Bagel Tuesday offering morning gym goers free bagels on the second Tuesday of the month. What began as a simple display of gratitude has become a fun way for members to meet, gather, and build community. A cornerstone of the club's culture and the spirit upon which Planet Fitness Pizza Monday is built. Weak-minded and weak-willed amateurs who are looking for an excuse to not work out and love kidding themselves that they're fit will love Planet Fitness. Planet Fitness, building a fat community around laziness and excuses. I love me some social media stalkers. Truth Social Lou Santini 3. Instagram Lou.Santini 3. Get her Lou Santini. Subscribe to Lou Santini Entertainment on Facebook and YouTube, where every Thursday is Sneak Peek Thursday with a 60 second video preview of that week's episode. Topic number three is next. Hey Pros, Lou Santini here. They're running out and half off. No amateurs, men's and women's t-shirts. Normally $22.95, now just 11 48 The men's tees are a soft, high quality, pre-shrunk cotton poly blend in sport royal blue. Displaying the no amateurs logo with the waving American flag set at the top. The women's tees are a lightweight, super soft, high quality, pre-shrunk cotton poly blend in royal blue. And are fitted. Displaying the no amateurs logo with the waving American flag. T-shirts just eleven forty-eight. Please. Add at $6.95 for shipping and handling for all orders inside the U.S. Spend 50 bucks or more and your shipping is free. Available at slash shop. Be a pro. Say no to amateurs and order your half off no amateurs t shirt today. Topic number three. You know, I keep seeing this inane commercial slash PSA from the idiots at the ad council as part of their ongoing love has no labels campaign. First of all, that's some nice alliteration you got there, but love has no labels doesn't mean anything. It says nothing. Who's labeling love? I think what they're trying to say is there are many different kinds of love, but that's not catchy and more importantly can't be used as a tagline in a campaign that is, for example, trying to make you feel sorry for a lifelong criminal, in this case, George Floyd. The latest campaign shows his sister, who says even less than that stupid tagline, Here's the commercial showing George Floyd's sister, Bridget, talking to someone off the camera eyeline.
1: Back then, we had a lot of family gatherings. We show love just by honoring one another and being in each other's presence.
0: Yeah, honoring one another just by being in each other's presence. Yeah, that says nothing also. And then going through the day's take from George's fentanyl drug deals. Okay, look, I'm not saying George Floyd spent his days 24-7 committing crime, nor am I saying it's okay that he was uh, murdered by excessive force by a police officer. But he was a criminal with quite the rap sheet that included aggravated robbery, possession, passing counterfeit money, you know, criminal activity. A career criminal. Doing things any and all people should be arrested for. He was in prison for four years as part of a plea bargain for aggravated robbery in a home invasion. But this beautiful Floyd family honored each other just by being in each other's presence. (gasps) Next time I go to my mom's to mow her yard, I'm going to tell her she should be honored just for me showing up. Or is it me that should be honored because she's in my presence too?
1: Growing up, I didn't hear anything about racism.
0: You didn't hear anything about racism? But I thought racism was systemic. I thought it was a 24-7 soul-crushing siege that plagues black America, especially for the oppressed criminal that George Floyd was.
1: All of a sudden, it happens to you.
0: All of a sudden, it happens to you. Uh, racism didn't happen to you, Bridget Floyd. Excessive force happened to George. But I see what you're saying. I mean, trying to pull.
1: And you're like... This can't be. The death of George Floyd, who died in police custody Monday night. There's some days I just didn't want to do nothing. I didn't want to get out of bed. But it was important to turn that pain into purpose because I had no other outlet. Serving the community was, was number one.
0: Yeah, serving the community. Oh, you mean being a shit starter, an opportunist
1: showing up and being heard and speaking out on things we gave out money for scholarships brought food you gave out how much money for scholarships to whom how many scholarships
0: where why based on what it sure as hell wasn't black lives matter they haven't done shit for anyone ever but the higher-ups who embezzled money and what was bringing food doing Who are you bringing food to? Where? Why? How much? He called me a racist term. Here, have a pineapple. Hey man, I'm only going by the video that I saw in the commercial. It shows two masked amateurs carrying a box of food with some lettuce and a pineapple. A box that couldn't weigh 10 pounds carried by two people wearing their George Floyd t-shirts that must look very stupid by now. People are suffering. People are dying. Yeah, that wrong cause, Greta. But bring it home, Bridget Floyd. What will it take to unring that bell? What will it take to end racism besides a scholarship and a pineapple? Do tell.
1: But it's going to take more than just us, you know, as a foundation. It's going to take the community, the world, to help us make a change. Because it it just can't be us.
0: Oh, I see. The community and the world. That's a jump. Also getting the whole world on board to do... The thing that she wants to change and that is the... Yeah, that will never happen. Nothing like a message of hope that is literally impossible to implement. Well, whatever. The important thing is that love has no labels. Actually, I have a few. Trite, cliche, insulting, propaganda, amateur. Oh, I love that music because that means we are at the a la carte segment. Here we go. Hey, when shopping on Amazon, who is okay with using the filter one star and up? You would think they would try to get people to buy electric cars by saying something like, and they're half as much money as a combustible engine car. You know why they don't say that? Because they're not. Electric cars are expensive. You're paying for gas up front. They are expensive to own and operate. Just because you're not spending money on gas doesn't mean it doesn't come with its own set of problems, like batteries that die, batteries that catch on fire. You still have issues like combustible engine cars, you know, things like suspension, fit and finish, electronic issues, electrical issues, computer chip issues, having your car hacked, cracked windshields, dents, dings. What, you think because they don't have oil and a radiator and a water pump or fuel pump that these cars are problem-free? Stop it! Ever own anything that requires a battery in it that didn't give you problems? This is not your battery-operated thingamajig that sits on a shelf quietly protected from the environment at home. This is a battery-operated object that has to withstand weather, potholes, theft, other vehicles, and all the other things that your combustible engine car also must suffer. It's not problem-free, it's just a different set of problems. Just because it's new, doesn't mean it's good. Amateurs who activate their turn signal as they are turning don't believe in foreplay during sex. Hey, Avatar is revamped and re-released and re-boring. Relive the overrated hype all over again. Or you can watch Dances with Wolves and see the same movie except it's not in space and it's better. TV show pitch idea. Reverse American Idol. Well-known pop stars sing for judges who are regular folks and then take the insulting hits when they are told the truth about their artificially enhanced auto-tune asses. TV show is called Reality Check. Who's in? You would think that after decades of television, politicians would have a better idea for their campaign commercials instead of showing themselves wearing a hard hat in a construction zone, pointing at a job site, then walking down the street surrounded by a member of every minority and age group, nodding, and then of course, sitting on a small chair surrounded by children. There, I just directed a politician's commercial campaign. California's Emperor Gavin Newsom signed a bill to punish doctors who spread COVID misinformation. Well, that sounds like something totally within his powers. What with all his science and medical training. I don't want any of that California bullshit. Did you know the UN Human Rights Council rejected the motion to debate the Uyghur genocide by a vote of 17 to 19? And Ukraine abstained from voting to debate the subject keep flying those flags sheep and speaking of sheep would you look at that college student amateurs looking for a handout biden administration announces new eligibility limits on student loan forgiveness keep bending over amateurs it's what you're good at mark your calendars october 20th is ready international pronoun day I'm looking at you, residents of the Amazon rainforest. I'm looking at you, prisoners in Uyghur concentration camps in China. I'm looking at you, women being executed in Afghanistan. Get those pronouns right! It's important! And pace yourselves, because even if you're partied out from celebrating pronouns on the 20th, the 21st of October is Spirit Day! I'm not even sure what to celebrate there, but, I don't know, hug your favorite ghost, I guess? Oh, thank God there are at least three things on the planet that are done right every week. Three pro things. Here we go. Number one. Brittany Force. Brittany Force of the NHRA, the queen of speed, does it again. I mentioned just a few weeks ago, this NHRA top fuel driver currently holds 25 track records, either for speed or elapsed time or both. Recently in St. Louis, Missouri, she posted a time of 3.665 seconds and a top fuel world record of 338.43 miles per hour. In fact, the top 10 fastest top fuel runs in NHRA history belong to Brittany Force. My prediction is 340 happens in the next two years. Oddly, Brittany Forrest does not lead the point standing as we only have a few more races left in the countdown. When it comes to top fuel, I would say the top six drivers have a shot still, unless some major upsets happen. I mean, what a season it's been. Each season in the NHRA is better than the last. And by the way, don't forget, God drives top fuel. Number two. Very excited about telling you this. Please hold. It's an 18-minute movie I found on HBO. Here's a movie, unlike bros, everyone should see. I mean, the target audience for this movie, the world, everyone, young or old, gay or straight, regardless of race, seriously, because this movie indeed shows that technology is coming that could affect everybody directed by K.D. Davila, with only three actors in it. This short film is nominated for an Oscar and the winner in three film festivals. Here is the synopsis. A young man's life is suddenly and inexplicably derailed as he finds himself at the mercy of automated justice. Don't worry, no spoilers. The short film takes place in the near future, where everything is automated. A young man is walking down a street in Los Angeles, and a drone flies overhead and tells him he's under arrest. The drone dispenses cuffs and he puts them on. Again, I won't go into detail, but if he doesn't comply, doesn't put the cuffs on, the drone will use non-lethal force and he'll be dragged to jail. And by the way, again, not a spoiler, the young man is wrongfully accused. And that does not ruin the movie by me telling you that. The entire booking process is automated. His cell is controlled via remote His plea of non-guilty in the cell is automated. What could possibly go wrong? Okay, I've said enough, but this short film packs a very hard punch of reality. It speaks of poor customer service, flawed and failed technology, communism, wokeism, oppression, packaged as convenience, invasion of privacy, and so much more. It's on HBO or HBO Plus, whatever. It's called Please Hold 18 Minutes. I'm telling you, you'll love it. (laughs) Or will you be disturbed? Either way, must see. Number three. Truth bomb alert! Here comes Kanye West. Alright, look, I'm not a fan of his music, and he definitely can be an oddball, but I'll give him props to speak his mind in this case. Recently, he doubled down on defending his White Lives Matter t-shirt design, causing Amateur Nation to bust a spring. He said... Here's my latest response when people ask me why I made a T that says white lives matter. They do. And it gets better. In an update to his Instagram stories, he said Everyone knows that Black Lives Matter was a scam. Now it's over. You're welcome. Support the show by going to LouSantini.com and clicking on the yellow Donate button for as little as a buck. If I read your email on the air, you get a free No Amateurs t-shirt. My email address is Lou at LouSantini.com. Find me on Truth Social, LouSantini3, 3, Lou.Santini3 3 on Instagram, at LouSantini on Getter. On Facebook and YouTube, it's LouSantini Entertainment. Amateur Nation is not just a podcast, it's a movement remember amateurs we see you you're not at home don't do life wrong go pro don't be an amateur please tell one person about this show for amateur nation i'm lou santini and this has been a big major production bye lou
1: gonna miss you